Blog Talk Radio. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. Say what? The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. It's rising, rising, rising. The Phoenix is rising, 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 rising. The Phoenix is rising, 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 The Phoenix is rising, is rising, rising, rising. Welcome to Warrior of Compassion Reflections, where we reflect current events back to you. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I don't know how we're doing today with the sound. I seem to have forgotten my headphones because I'm in a new space right now in my new office that I just opened up again in order to start my practice and make it more formal. That includes meditation, contemplation, and a lot of body work to help heal people on the levels of mind, body, and spirit. You can find out a little bit more about that at our website at War of Compassion Reflections. We talk about the issues of the day, spiritual, religious, political, whatever. It really doesn't matter. Only the fact that we seek the truth together with you. And when we find it, we claim it, hold on to it, and live it in our lives. Use it to make a world that is better for ourselves, our children, and our children's children, and our communities. To learn more about this show and us, visit our website at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. You may even want to become a patron make some donations to support our vision for healing of America on all levels, the vision of creating affordable massage, Reiki, meditation, and spiritual direction for everyone. There you will find a link where you can donate to our crowdfunding, and we'll be using that to supplement the things that we are doing. And now, after a very brief interlude to the show, this is an attempt by yours truly to play music on this new auto harp and to sing something meaningful. I think we all have to try to develop all parts of ourselves. And this is my 15 minutes into stardom. From father to son, blood runs cold. Ooh. 
frozen still against the wind. The seam is split, the cold face cracked, the lines are long, there's no turning back through hands of steel. Heart of stone, our labor day has come and a gone. But you keep me holding on in red town. See the love you down on. I'm hanging on. You're all up to hold on. Bottle run dry, our love runs cold in the caverns of the night. We're wounded by fear, injured in doubt. I can lose myself, you I can't live without. But you keep me holding on in the love go down on I'm hanging on Your orbit left to hold on to I'm waiting Hanging on Your orbit left to hold on to Hold on to they scorched the earth, set fire to the sky. We stooped so low to reach so high. The link is lost, the chain undone. We wait all day for night to come. And it comes. Like a hunter child I'm hanging on You're all enough to hold on to I'm still waiting Hanging on You're all enough to hold on
by you too. I've always found that a very interesting song, mainly because of where I was at the time. Tell you about where I was at the time when I first heard this song. A lot of you might not know that I used to be a very fundamentalist Christian for a very long time. I really believed in what I read. I got into it very deeply studying, fasting, praying, to the point where I started to really have these strong, powerful spiritual experiences like I read about in the Bible all the time. Something happened as a result of that, though. I started to see that what people were talking about as Christianity today was not very valid because it wasn't doing the things claimed to follow it was talking about. I had gone through a whole lot, found myself alone in San Diego, nothing, working late at night sleeping most of the day. It was like my whole world was a world of darkness and pain and depression. Then I listened to this song on the album, The Joshua Tree by U2. And the Joshua Tree sang back to me my whole experience in Christianity. This really touched me because it was like I'm hanging on to my beliefs, hanging on to love, hanging on to God, hanging on to hope. Because it's all I have left to hold on to. That's where I was. But at the end, when it said love slowly strips away, love has seen its better day. And lights go down on Red Hill Town. That was about the good Christians of that day during the Crusades who went into a town because they weren't Trinitarians and they didn't believe the way they wanted them to and murdered man, woman, and child. And I think that the song was not from the point of view of the people in the town. It was from the point of view of one of the crusaders. The hypocrisy hit me. It made me afraid of how deceived the person can be in this world. How they can think they're doing good while perpetrating evil. And how they can find a way in the midst of that even continually convince themselves that they are doing what is good. So I guess my biggest quest since then has been trying to cleanse the mind, trying to move beyond the ego into an understanding of how the world really wants and works and the universe really works. And living in response to that, as well as seeing the way my mind works because of the previous conditioning and learning how 
to dismantle the power of that. That is what we try to do on these radio shows, but there are so many people who are trapped in their egos, trapped in their socialization, trapped in patterns of having to be a dominator, to have power over other people in order to find self-esteem. Did they get angry at these words? They want to shut words like these down. These words force them to look deeply into themselves. And that's the one thing they can't bear to do. Because when they do, they will find that all of their striving, all of their desires, all of their need for greatness comes not from being great, but from feeling as though they are inferior. being unable to love themselves. They look outside to find love and acknowledgement. And the more they can find outside, the better they feel for the moment because they never have to really face the self-hatred that they have in themselves. Lights go down on Red Hill Mining Town because some people could not stand to have free agents stand in their way when it came to power. Today we see that a lot in our world. A lot of people who you don't think like that are really like that. This is a formula. I'd like you to think about this. I'm not preaching the gospel to you. I'm just giving you my opinion. This is the way I see it. If you get a fundamentalist, someone who is locked into one way of living, and we usually we use the word fundamentalist to talk about people involved in religion, Orthodox people who say, this is the only way to do it, and we're going to do it this way no matter what. And anyone who doesn't go along with it is not part of us and should be expelled. We have the fundamentalists, but the fundamentalists don't only exist, you see, when it comes to religion. We have communist fundamentalists. We have secular fundamentalists. Many of the Scientists who don't really do science, but who pretend as though science is a religion, the ones who are material scientists who think that nothing exists outside of creation that they can't see right now, they fall into the same category. The atheists who state clearly and precisely there is no God, period, with no evidence that there is no God. Many people, people in many cultures, some good, some bad, are fundamentalists. They cling to their beliefs in order to try to be able to determine what's going to happen next, to hold on to some type of certainty in a world that is constantly changing. Along with them, we have the zealots, who are the zealots. The zealots are the ones who are going to stand up for whatever that belief is 
and not only stand up for what that belief is, but they're going to go out into the world and push their belief as far as they can reach. They feel justified at doing it, and whether their belief is good or bad for the world, that doesn't matter. Their attitude is that they have to make everybody else do it by any means possible. And so the zealots and the fundamentalists work together well, you see, because what the zealots will do is push their beliefs, not ever listening to any, disagrees with it. As soon as someone disagrees with their belief, they will label them. They'll call them something, make up some negative name or label or something so that the person won't be considered as part of the in-group or be considered fully human anymore so they can hurt them, kick them, kill them, and despise them without any repercussions from their own group and without feeling bad about it. No matter what one says to a zealot, the zealot will not listen because they are dealing with all kinds of pain and suffering, all kinds of unhealed trauma, and they're reliving that over day after day when they find someone who they don't agree with, they project all of the hatred and all of the anger onto that person as if they're the one who caused the trauma. And they will go after that person no matter what. And if what the person said is true and helpful, it doesn't matter because they won't listen to that. They want the person to shut up, to be just like them, to never touch that spot of pain and trauma that has never been worked out. These people work off of anger, mostly, self-righteousness, and they will destroy anyone in their path. The groups they often get involved with are fundamentalist groups. So that when the zealot leader starts pointing the fundamentalist group in a direction that is dangerous and that seems crazy, anyone in the group with them will be cast out by the fundamentalists. So the people in the group learn to shut up. They learn to go along with what everybody says, and eventually they convince themselves that they agree. And then all of a sudden, you look throughout history and you find things like Stalin murdering millions of people. You find things like Hitler marching people into ovens. You find people like the conqueror in Africa in the Congo cutting off people's arms and legs, killing 20, 30 million people during that time, the Belgian conqueror. You find all of these atrocities because people got carried away following the zealous, the fundamentalists, holding their tongues for fear that they might be destroyed and because they too had the same cause that they were fighting for cause that they thought was great and they thought that the good would come out of that violence. This is what we find today and the major problem with this today is if you get a zealot in a group that is progressive or working for social justice 
you mark that zealot if you're on the far right, if you're against that. If you find another person who is doing a lot of work, doing a lot of good, being successful, fitting in with the mainstream because they're not hollering and screaming all the time, you find that person, you really study that person to find any flaws they might have, any words that they might have said wrong, anything that they might have done in the past during their adult life. You just keep searching and searching and searching, and then once you find any little thing that they have ever done, anything that's not politically corrupt, you take someone, you infiltrate one of those little groups, you give it to the zealot, and let the zealot rile up everyone so that the social activist zealot who is working for the good of all, and that group actually becomes the attack dogs for the far right. They destroy that person who is helping. They destroy that person who is doing good. They all turn on that person in frenzy, like sharks attacking a wounded shark when blood hits the water. And you can never convince them about what they're doing. You can't let them know they're destroying their own community and larger work they're looking for because of the unhealed pain and trauma and the hatred that they feel because of that. Age after age, year after year, especially lately, this tactic had worked for the far right. And I think it will continue to work until we begin to have the knowledge and wisdom and the intelligence to know that we cannot go out fighting battles against people until we deal with the trauma that lies deep within that is controlling our thoughts and our actions and our behaviors. And even if we don't deal with it completely, we must be aware of it and can adjust our behaviors accordingly. This is what was meant when Paul Tillich, the theologian, said that human beings are choice makers. He said that being able to think and to make choices is the only thing that separates the human being from many of the animals and insects in the world. But if one, yes, works off of feelings and emotion and is unable to choose, one is less than human. It is easy to be very human, but at the same time, one can slip out of one's humanity quite easily if one is proud, arrogant, and self-righteous without even knowing it, win a battle what caused the destruction of everyone by losing the greater war. Thank you for being with us. We don't ask that you believe everything we say, 
but we do ask that you do your research on a valid search engine like dogpile.com. publish a new book. Yes, we publish a new book that is very revealing about my spirituality. It's more revealing than anything I ever wrote. And I'm actually even frightened to tell you about it because it's so personal. If you want to learn more about this book and maybe get a copy, you can find it at our website at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. You can find a link to Amazon, the name of the book is The Seeker's Journal, The Journal of the Seeker. You can find it on one of the pages at this website. It is a deep exploration on how we as human beings can learn about parallel universes, parallel times, how to transverse into different realities and all of the things like that. People don't usually talk about it was an experiment, a journey to try to do just that and a day-by-day description of dreams, of dialogues, of working in trance states and many things like that in order to attempt to do so. Remember, you can find a copy, a link to the book anyway, at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. You can also find an opportunity where you can get a group on for spiritual direction and life coaching or massage and body work, or you can even combine the two. Warrior of Compassion Reflections. Available 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. every Wednesday. And what do you think about what I've said? Can you understand how this works? I'm not expecting you to just listen to my postulations and agree with them or even disagree with them. What I would like for you to do is to look at all of the things that have been happening lately, reflect on them, and tell me if it's happening. And I'm not saying whether this method is right or this method is wrong, but it just seems to be happening all the time, especially to people in the African-American community. Not only in the African-American community. I can't remember the name for anything about this representative that we had who used to be a comedian. 
he was very progressive, more progressive than all the rest of the Democrats when he first got elected. They tried to keep him out. They kept him out for several months. He came in and was doing all of these great things. They couldn't find a way to stop him. So what they did was begin to search, begin to look into his past. He found a woman who was a far-right Republican who was getting a job for this big far-right Republican organization who had been with him when he did these USO tours. And she accused him of kissing her too hard when they were doing a show and at the end of the show they were supposed to kiss. So she said he kissed her too hard and then during a flight she fell asleep and he pretended like he was grabbing her breasts and had someone take a picture of it with a camera. And back then, of course, people didn't all have phones with cameras on them. Somebody actually had a camera. So, you know, it was a joke or he wouldn't have been stupid enough to be there with somebody with a camera. So people went wild about that. They went crazy about it, especially the other Democrats. Now, I would expect a comedian to behave like that because I have gone to college. I have hung out with people who were drinking and partying, and if someone fell asleep, they were in danger of any weird thing happening. They might even wake up with their face painted or something. I remember being at this party where one of the guys fell asleep and they had an old Polaroid camera and they took this woman. The woman had long blonde hair. She got near the guy and, and laid with her head close to his crotch and she fanned her hair out so you couldn't tell what was going on. So it would look like they would have an oral sex and they took a picture because of the way her hair was fanned out. You couldn't tell who the person was and they were laughing about that what he was going to say the next day when they showed him the picture. Now, just think about that. These were average individuals, people who were getting drunk, laughing and having fun. And when you are friends, well, back then, when we were friends, things like that happened. But it wasn't that serious. Now imagine if this woman was running for some office or something later, 20 or 30 years later, and someone found that old Polaroid and showed that picture and talked about what she was doing at this party while this guy was asleep. That's what happened to him. He ended up resigning. They ended up putting some conservative, middle-of-the-road Democrat in there Things haven't been the same since. How did they get rid of him? They gave his name to some zealots. And then the people to the right of him, even though they were Democrats, started whipping up everybody, forcing him to resign. And there are cases, yes, when people have done horrible things. 
and when they need to leave and resign. But a comedian kissing somebody too hard in the middle of a play or pretending to do something to someone when they're asleep, not really touching them, with someone there taking a picture. 10 or 20 years ago, I think, does not merit such action. But a lot of people might think it does. So if anyone has contention about this, I'll just accept the fact that I'm not correct. But these things are things that we need to really think about. It's hard to do real, quote, unquote, spiritual work. Because spiritual work means looking at these types of things. It means looking at two different things that don't seem to fit, holding them together, observing them, allowing the tension of that paradox and the energy from that paradox to grow and grow and grow until something expands, something breaks. And here the tension is that there are people who are very set, dead set on doing good in the world. But all of the good that they're doing can be turned to evil because of one character flaw, unresolved issues of trauma. And it seems that it is less painful to God in the world shouting for justice than it is to deal with those traumas. There is a way to do it, though. But pride and arrogance won't allow it to happen because everyone thinks they've been healed of the trauma and they're strong enough and all they need to do is use their anger to bring about social justice. It hardly ever does that. Not in the long run anyway. So that's what we want to speak about today. If you'd like, you can leave your comments on our page here at blogtalkradio.com slash practical dash spirituality, or just think about it. Share the link. Talk about it among yourselves. See if you can understand what I'm talking about. One of the problems today, I think, is that when you say things like this, people don't talk about it. They just slap a label on you and call you something so they don't have to engage in true conversation. Because true conversation always results in change. It always results in growth. And a lot of people would rather remain locked in the cage they are familiar with than to step out of that door when it is opened. And that is the sad truth. 
Until next time, namaste, everyone. The phoenix is rising. The phoenix is rising. Say what? The phoenix is rising. The phoenix is rising. The phoenix is rising. It's rising, rising, rising. The phoenix is rising, 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 rising. The phoenix is rising, rising, rising. The phoenix is rising, is rising, rising, rising. Say what?